I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now Perisic looking to float that cross into Martinez. And Vecino hammers it home. And Inter have the lead inside the opening three minutes of the derby. Can he put Inter 3-1 up? Donnarumma waits. Martinez! It's Inter's night at San Siro. Kept his nerve. And the two-goal advantage is restored, and it is bedlam amongst the away fans. And welcome to another episode of the Serpents of Inter podcast. I'm uh, Matt Clark. Joining me, as always, is Sam Poor from uh, from Sweden. And uh, a lot to talk about. I mean, we uh, uh, we, we were going to go a little earlier, but then for, I think something kind of told us that it would be good to uh, to, to wait until after the Lazio match. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, and we were certainly not disappointed in doing that. So, uh, you know, first off, Sam, uh, you know, let's just jump right in. Uh, all, all things aside, you know, the Lazio match uh, started off with, uh, you know, a possibility for Mauro Icardi to return. And then something happened in practice and, uh, Samir Handanovic has a black eye. I don't know if that's coincidental or not, but something, something you know, I guess to to conject about, if you will. But uh, Mauro Icardi out, Laro, Lataro Martinez out. That left our attacking options to uh, three wingers, one of which playing in the center, and uh, it, it definitely yielded the results that I think everyone expected, and that was little to no offense at all, despite the fact that Inter did dominate possession throughout the first half. Uh, and, and for the most part, I think with the exception of, of, of SMS's goal in the 13th minute, I, I think Inter's defense definitely held true against Lazio and sustained, uh, you know, good challenges from, from them. But all in all, just in terms of, of, of offensive prowess, it was just non-existent. And, and I'm still struggling to try to figure out uh, why Borja Valero is getting a start here. When, when I, maybe, I mean, maybe there's some rationale to it. Maybe it's just something I don't understand. But I'm just struggling to try to figure out why that was the case. You and me both, man. Uh, to begin with, let's, let, let, let's start with uh, uh, Borja Valero because that's a very important thing to uh, to start with. I don't understand why he didn't start with a player like Roberto Gagliardini. So he has uh, a bit more physical presence in the center of the pitch. I think that that would be much needed. It will actually take some load off uh, Brozovic and Vecino. And, and he could have actually learned something from that uh, derby game because Vecino playing uh, in higher up in the pitch actually actually helped uh, with the game a lot. So in this case, he put Borja higher, higher up in, in, some, in some sense and Vecino started uh, lower down the pitch. And the problem with Borja isn't so much that he, he's a... Uh, bad player uh, it's just that 
the play, the pace of the game is too fast for him. So, you know, he he just doesn't he doesn't have the pace to you know keep up with with, with how how Lazio plays or how Inter wants to play in a sense. And and <laughs> another thing, as you as you said, like we we actually had three wingers as as uh, as offensive uh, power today, and you know. And the problem with that is also that you know we, we, in a sense, we played this game like a one-hit pony. Like we, all we did was to cross the ball in, cross the ball in, and and the funny thing is that you know with all the uh, you know cr- good critiques that we give uh, a player like Milan Skriniar, um, I would say that th- this was probably one of his lesser great games. You know, he had actually had that one chance in the first half half where he he could have scored you know that that's not on him but uh other than that you know he he didn't do the worst game but but he wasn't one of those uh solid you know as we 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 have been, uh, grown accustomed to 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 see uh, from him uh and i thought that d'ambrosio uh lacked tremendously in the offense scenario uh, and that's pretty usual for him Politano tried, but he never, you know, he he didn't get a break basically because he shot and he missed and he shot and he missed. You know, a lot of people say that because he always do, does the same thing. You know, he he goes because he's left footed and plays on the right wing. He always goes in and tries to shoot. That works uh, most of the time for him. So nobody can 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 fault him for that. But today or uh, Sunday, it didn't work. Perisic didn't do. Uh, uh, a bad game, in, uh, in my opinion. He 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 was okay. Asamoah did a great game, in my opinion. Brozovic, you know, uh, again, like the, the, we can blame him for some, but the problem is again, like he he, he carries so much in in the, in the central of the pitch that you know every time something happens, you know it's. It's him. It's on him. You know. You see all the errors, and and the problem is that it's because he's the only one who actually can do a lot of these things that uh, that is uh, creative in the central of the pitch. And you know, Kate Balde, I, I don't I don't hold him uh, accountable for for not not being uh, effective enough because all in all, you know, he 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 came back from a um, injury plus his. He's actually not a regular number nine in a sense. So, so he yeah, he he played he played out of position. I mean, yeah, and, and, and I, I get it, but but still, I mean, I think the expectations have got to be be tempered a, bit a little bit when you have yes. when you have to when you have at least one player that's playing out of position uh, like Kate Balde. So no, I, I can't I can't levy a lot of blame on him. Um, the the decision with Borja Valero, however, I I I have a real problem with because I mean totally you mentioned. Agree. You mentioned Roberto Gagliardini, who would have been an option. Jean Mario would have been an option. Absolutely. I, 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 I mean, there are so many other potentials starting, out there that could have filled that. Even, yeah. even starting with Rajanangolan, like because he came in after all. So, like, start with him and Gagliardini and Brozovic. Then you have the tempo, you have the pace, you have the power, you have the technique, and and you know if if you score uh, uh, um, uh, early goal or whatever, you, you, if you want to hold the ball much more. Then you can bring in someone like Borja instead of Nangolan because Nangolan maybe is a little bit fatigued and he has been injured and all that. But but I think the way Spalletti actually approached this game, I, I don't know, it, it's a little bit like he has this loser mentality in some sense or he's too stubborn for for his own good. Like 
some things just doesn't click. Well, you know, when Spalletti click, when all cylinders are clicking for uh, for the way Spalletti wants to play, it goes very well. But you know, when some a little thing is lacking, you know, everything just fa- falls down. And to be honest, like Kitabale actually hold held the ball very well when he when he when he got the ball. You know, he did some good things, but. And and other thing I don't understand, like D'Ambrose, every time somebody even breathed on him, he he just fell. Like uh, I don't know, there were there were certain things in the game that I really really was disappointed in. I I I, I didn't I didn't like the I think that lack of character. Um, and plus Handanovic is is someone to highlight as well because Handanovic did a very good game. He actually saved us a lot of times. Because they they could score at least two more goals on us if it wasn't for Samir Handanovic. So I think that we should we should highlight that as well because he he actually did a very good game today. Uh, well, and, and 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 in all fairness, I, I think uh, Thomas Strakosha, the you know the goalkeeper for Lazio, Absolutely. also had a, a very solid game. And 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 you mentioned you know Marcelo Brozovic. I just think towards the towards the latter stage of the match, I think he just played like he knew the game was over. And, yes. And, and, that, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, and that, and that's unfortunate. And, and, and you know, to suggest that Lazio is a better team than Inter no. is probably is false. That yes. is as a false. I, even with Chiro Immobile, even with with, with SMS, it, it makes no difference. I think Lazio no. is a weaker team yes. than Inter is, even with the eleven we fielded on the pitch on Sunday yes. to start. Uh, even Absolutely. without Lartero Martinez and without Mauro Icardi and without and without a fully healthy Rajan Angolan. Uh, you know, I think Lazio is a weaker team. Unfortunately, because of the position that we're in, uh, you know, I, it, it just meant that our attacking options were so limited. And then after 13 minutes, we're playing from behind, and that's never a fun position to play in. I don't care what sports you're in. Uh, and, I, and I wonder, you know, we, we're, we've we've had these issues since since the first of February, when when you know Icardi, the, the Icardi issues all came about. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but but I think. Honestly, I was thinking about this, you know, a couple of day over the last couple of days, and, and you know, having these injury problems and having these player issues and suspensions and things like that. All those suspensions weren't an issue this this match, but you know, Stefan Defry was out for injury. Mario Icardi still sitting. Latar Martinez out for injury. Uh, you know, Rajan Angelen not playing at full strength. Uh, I don't even know that. I, I don't even know that I would suggest that Keita Balde was playing at full strength no, either. So. Um, so, so you know, we have these issues. And we have absolutely no bench to fall back on. And I think that I, I was kind of just kind of wondering, okay, what is what is the real problem there? What 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 is the where does this all stem from? And, and part of me wants to lay a little bit of responsibility on financial fair play. Now, I'm not suggesting that you know, first off, financial fair play was Inter's doing. You know, uh, that was that, that you know those issues from years ago, overspending, you know, not balancing the books. Not apparently not having any grasp of mathematics whatsoever in terms of accounting um, ha- came back to bite, you know, Inter over the last couple of seasons. And what it meant that was that you know, the ability to go out and spend not not large sums on one player, but sums of money on on, on a group of players, uh, you know, created this issue where now we have a very limited bench. And And I know there's some clamoring about how, you know, our U19s are, are good and they are. Uh, let, let's let's not kid ourselves. Our, our youth squads are, are are solid. They are very good, uh, and, and there is the potential that some of those players 
should be called up and play on, on the on the main squad. And, and there's no reason why that shouldn't be a possibility. And I think it's a little discerning the fact that that we've not seen some of these quality youth players uh, come up through the ranks and actually see the pitch uh, for the main team. But I, you know, there is that possibility. However, you have to really balance that out. You you can't thrust an 18 or 19 year old player into a, an A league match when, when they're not ready. And, and and as good as our youth system is, and it is very good, you know, we still have to be very careful about introducing these players too soon. But to to circle back, you know, we have this problem where we have a very limited bench, and you could you could call on the youth to come up and 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 fulfill some of those roles but honestly what do you think you're going to get you're exactly. going to get a youth mentality player to come yes. out and play in, in an a-league match against very experienced opposition so while that is a possibility i don't know that that is the best option however when you think about it if, if inter is limited in the funds they can spend in the transfer window then that that means more than just being able to go splash the cash for one big name to be able to sign a Lionel Messi or or a, or an Ivan Rakitic or or, a, or or anyone like that, you know, obviously it limits that, but it also limits the ability that, uh, uh, of the management to go out and say, okay, we want to try to buy, uh, you know, six players. Not all of them are starters, but some of them could be could come in and play forty five minutes for us and could be bench bench players. You know, we lost the ability to do that. And so now we have the situation where if one or two players are out, it transforms the entire match for us, uh, or at least it has the potential to. And, and we've been fortunate with Lataro Martinez, who's been able to come in and make an impact in, 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 in with the loss of, of, of Icardi. But still, I, you know, I think our bench is limited and I have to trace some of that back to to financial fair play and the fact that we have been hampered by the or up until now have been hampered by the fact that we just can't go out and spend you know 5 million euro for this player 3 million euro for this player uh 2 million euro for this player because that all adds up and it counts against us um and and those are what some teams do I mean if you look at a team like a Liverpool or or even a, a Tottenham Hotspur or Real Madrid or or a Barcelona you know they have these deep benches uh, of players because they've been able to go out and they've been able to spend small sums of money on 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 multiple players and spread it around so instead of spending 100 million euro on one player they're taking 100 100 million 100 million euro and they're and they're buying 10 players and some of them may go out on loan some of them may stay with the club you know, whatever the case may be, they're able to do that. Inter has not been able to do that. So now we have a bench that has just been absolutely decimated and is virtually non-existent. And, and on the bench, we have players that I don't know that I want to put on the pitch, even if they were healthy. So you touched on a few points there. First of all, when it comes to the Primavera players or the youth players, whatever you want to call uh, these players, if you, dip, you, you like, if you want them to grow to become good players, you need to have stability surrounding them, so so they can afford to do mistakes and grow from that. So if you depend too much, like here's the thing: how many Zaniolos do you think you have on that team, or how, you know, even 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 more extreme, like how many Messi's do you ha- do you think you have on that team? Probably none. Like they might be good players, but in order for them to get full. Um, advantage from their uh, talent they actually need some type of stability second of all in order to like buy players you need to have a, a fundamental like like a central line of players that you build around so for an example in in uh, Tottenham Hotspur you have Harry Kane and you have De La Alli and you have Christian Eriksen and uh, Alderweireld and and these players who who 
who are the like like the fundamentals of of what uh, the Spurs are. So, and and then you you add other players surrounding them, and and players like uh, Son. Uh, you know, he's very 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 fundamental for them, and they, I would probably say he's one of their best players, and so on and so forth. So you can always. Uh, always build on that and we lack that a little bit like we don't have a central midfield that that we can build running you know i i i i can say that yes brozovic is a good he's probably he's not the best central midfielder we have because that's raja nangolan when you know if you compare the peaks of both but but i wouldn't i, I wouldn't build uh, like around him i think that we lack there i think icardi you know he's a he he probably is a lost case. So Lautaro Martinez is probably one that we should uh, build around. And to be frankly honest, like we have mismanaged this team so so much. Like Jeffrey Kondogbia come came in with with a hefty hefty fee. Joao Mario had a hefty fee. Gabigol had a hefty fee. You know the, these players are at best, like, mediocre players, and they cost massive amounts of money for the club. Like, Sonning, I think, has has paid over 300 million euros for, for transfers, and, and ha- you know, on paper, how many of them are actually performing or, or even at the club at this point? So that's a huge problem. And to be frankly honest, you know, we can hold Spalletti accountable for, for some of the mistakes, but I think the biggest accountability it should be hold that someone like Asulio because Asulio is the is the main is the main guy that that uh, should should be controlling these types of um, you know team building teams and stuff and and to be frankly honest like when Marotta came he actually called the bluff in a sense like he he, he actually called everything else and and told um, basically you know said that this is what's wrong and and publicly we we see that now and so I think that there's a few different things that that are the problem, but I, I I don't think that we should depend on on just the youth team. I think the mismanagement of this team has been tremendous, like for so many years now. And I think when next season start, starts, I think that maybe a, one or two strong central midfielders are are extremely needed. Uh, we need wingers. Uh, if we're gonna play with a three three back uh, system, we need wing back two good wing backs or backup wing backs. And as you said, like we need we need depth in the squad uh, squad because now we got probably like fourteen players, fifteen players. If we're gonna compete for Champions League and the league and probably like a cup, we probably need like twenty players that that can rotate. Uh, more or less, because every time someone and and we have actually built some of our success on, on chance because we have been lucky that Schriner hasn't hasn't get, gotten injured, Icardi hasn't gotten injured because last year if those two were injured, you know we we wouldn't reach fourth place at all. I mean we have been very very lucky that these especially these two players have have been injury free more or less and 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 could perform in in basically over a whole season so i think the pre- I, th- I think the problem i i, ho- I hold asulu as the main main uh the individual that has caused most of the problem maybe not him by himself maybe 
you know, he, he miscalculated a lot of things. I don't know. Maybe financial fair play has stopped him from. But here's my thing. Like, how many years do you, do you, do you going to fall back on that saying, oh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't do this transfer because of financial fair play? Well, if you can't do this transfer, maybe you can find good players that doesn't cost like 100 million euros. Maybe you can find a screen ER or two screen ERs or whatever. Like, not even on that level, like a little bit lesser level, but players who have some type of character. Because if, if you look back, like, we, we have, we have uh, gotten players that on paper look very good, but they always lack something. So for me, it, it has always been a character thing. Like they lack some type of character. E- either they're too too aggressive or they they're too introvert in a sense. Like they they they, they go around and couldn't care care less. So I think I don't know if who is responsible for for scouting or or taking a decision of actually like these are the players that we should put our money on but that's the person we should be should be hold uh should hold most of the blame for for the situation that inter is in now because you can make good transfers with lesser money you know there's a lot of teams that have shown that 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 is very much possible and be very successful and to be frankly honest it's not like we have spent a little money we have spent a lot of money like we have changed our our squad so many times throughout the years like how many year ones do we need to have before someone actually you know uh, takes the takes this seriously because i don't know man i i i just think it's 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 become like a like a like a parody in a sense like we always uh, every every summer we, we get these transfers and Starting February, the year after, you know, either half of them are injured or not performing, or or you know, someone is someone someone is upset because they didn't get get the transfer requested they wanted, or you know, this is a problem. My wife is hurt. You know, my dog died. So, something is always wrong. Like nobody can take. It's like it, they all like it, act like spoiled little, little little brats in a sense. That's my take, anyways. Well, and here's the thing, and and after the, after this, I'll I'll close out and move on to something else. But I, I think what we have to consider is, is the strategy has always been, and and it's been for teams for years, and that is bringing in a big name, puts butts in the seats, and it creates revenue, and it creates revenue for merchandising, it creates revenue for ticket sales, it creates revenue for all sorts of things. So when you sign a big name like a Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, tell me how much Juventus's uh, you know Monetizing. income has gone up by, by that. So so the, the the conventional wisdom has always been okay if we bring in a big player, a big name, and spend a lot of money, we're going to recoup that investment in in jersey sales and tickets and this that and the other. But what we're losing sight of is that when you spend that much money on one player, uh, you're pretty much heavily reliant on that one player to actually perform. And when they don't perform, then you have a big problem. So instead of having this mantra that we need to have a big name to come in and, and, and be a world beater, you know, that may be fine, but we need to consider the, the lifetime of our of our bench and of our team here. And if we have aging players like Borja Valero is not going to be playing much longer. No, I, I mean, God love him. I, I, I think his spirit is there. I, I think he tries his best and I think he but I think his best years are behind him. Yep. So is it is it worth going out and trying to find, uh, you know, a, a central midfielder and spend 50 million euros yes. on a central midfielder? 
uh, or is it better to say, okay, let's take that same 50 million and try to find maybe three no, central no. midfielders and bolster up the bench? And I think that, you know that that's just one thing that you have to consider when you're playing this very delicate game of transfers and balancing that out with money. And and and, and, and in all honesty, you know these things date all the way back to the Marotti years to the Marotti years. Uh, and are pro and, and are, are just been inherited by by Sooning, and, and I can tell you one thing for for now, if if Sooning conducts business with Inter the way they do with their other business entities, this is not going to be a club that's going to have two hundred fifty or three hundred million euro to spend uh, in in the summer. It's just not going to happen. Sooning wants this club to be a profitable entity. They want it to be a profitable business and you are not a profitable business unless you are, uh, you know, and, and, to, and go out and spend 300 million euro unless you are Liverpool, unless you are Manchester City, unless you're Real Madrid or unless you're Barcelona. And Inter can, is not that, not that squad anymore. Can I, can I just add something to that? You know, sure. it just, it just, uh, it, it just hit me something that if I can continue on that, uh, on that path, like it, Something to recognize is that in order for for it to be a profitable business, in a sense, even for Sunning or even for the club, uh, you actually need to invest as well. Because if you look at Manchester City, Manchester City wasn't isn't actually the the giants of Manchester. It's actually Manchester United. You know, they're the small bro- younger brother to to Manchester United. They, they have in the last years become this powerhouse entity in the sense because of the investments that that its owner has done same thing goes for for a club like Paris Saint-Germain because that's a, that's a prime example of uh of that sure you know you can call it economic doping in a sense like it's it, it just um a owner who, who just pumps in money in the in the club but if you want the club to grow you need to put like that's what Milan is doing right now you know they even when UEFA gave them this transfer um, limits or whatever it was and they, and they took away to court and won because of because the uh, the court actually stated that uh, the the new owners of Milan are actually serious and has the funds and the means in to carry this club so it was revoked and and same thing should be for for uh, for businessmen who sits in the board, boardroom of Suning like if they actually want this club to grow because the market is there. It's not like Inter is a small club or, or has a small fan base or is a small brand. In a sense. It's one of the bigger ones in the world, actually. So in order for it to grow even further, in order for it to, uh, uh, to become this powerhouse entity, you need to feed it like, it's in, like any other business. Like if, if you have five, if you put one dollar in your, in your business and, um, you get back two dollars. Some might take that out that two dollars and live happy. Some others what might put the two dollars back in to make it grow even more and more and more and more. So I think uh, it would be a good thing for Suning also to to you know keep pushing like put, put keep making these sponsor deals. Keep you know so for an example, Pirelli. Pirelli is. We should we should re- renegotiate that deal or change it for because Pirelli doesn't pay that much for being uh, for being on that spot on the shirt. So so that's a revenue that they can look at. You know, get, getting more money in the club is actually good for them. Also, it's good for their brand. It's good for 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 business. It's good for everything. So I I just want to highlight that also that 
investing or putting money into the into the business is, isn't such a bad deal if you look like for for a 10-year plan or or whatever all right he's uh he's sam poor i'm matt clark we're going to take a brief break and we come back we've got more to talk about uh i'm going to start off on a good note then i'm going to drop it down quite a bit so uh and then we'll also talk a little bit about uh, wednesday's match with genoa uh so uh, you're listening to the serpents of inter podcast on the sb nation uh so thank you for listening and we'll be right back i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome back here to the Serpents of Inter podcast. I'm Matt Clark, uh, site manager for Serpents of Matadina, and he is Sam Poor, my uh, my partner in crime, if you will. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, we, we we talk about you know we talked about Lazio. Uh, we 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 dove pretty deeply into uh, uh, you know the bench issues. Uh, one thing I want to do before before I, I I go off on my tangent, and, and I warn you ahead of time, I am going to go off on a tangent. So I uh, just be be forewarned. It is is it, it, I want to highlight one thing within the inter organization that I think gets very little, if no, recognition whatsoever, and I think it's kind of a travesty that that we don't pay more attention to it, and, and, and that is the Inter Milan women. Now I know it's not necessarily a, a, a real popular. Uh, machismo thing to talk about to talk about women playing football uh, simply because uh, unless you're here in the United States and you follow the women's national team anywhere else is kind of yeah okay yeah whatever but you know when you look at Inter's women and, and I've I've written about them a couple times and, and hope to write the, about them even more uh, just recently uh, you know the Inter women uh, first off let me, let me back up by saying this is the first year Inter has fielded a woman's team that has played with FIGC uh, and they are in Serie B and uh, uh, they have kicked off this season like gangbusters they won 17 out of 17 that's winning 17 out of 17 that's not going 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 without a loss that is winning 17 out of that is that is what Sebastian De La Fuente has done with the squad is unbelievable. You've got players like Gloria Marinelli, Alicia Rognone, uh, you know, and, and, and many others. And I wish I, I could, you know, you know, Marta Pandini. Uh, you, you've got uh, Beatrice Merlot. You've got, uh, you know, so many, uh, you know, so many names in there that go completely overlooked and i'm not sure if it's because it's a women's team or or, or what it is uh you know regina barisi probably one of my i i follow her on twitter and 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 i love her personality to death and and, and she's a fantastic player uh and and is, and is all about the team and 
And what they've done uh, in 17 matches with six to go, they have already secured promotion to Serie A next season. With six matches left to go, Amazing. I believe. There, there, there may even be more than that. I'm not really sure. But they have already secured promotion after a 6-0 win over Arezzo on Sunday. Arezzo, sorry. Uh, and, and, and this team has done it under the radar. They're not flashy. Uh, they're not flamboyant. Uh, I'll be honest with you. There's, uh, you know, I, I would venture a guess that the lowest paid player on, on Inter's A team is making more than any of these women are yeah, playing, doing, doing the exact same thing. Absolutely. And that, and that in itself is a travesty. Uh, it, it is sad. I'm not suggesting that there is a, a, a woman player out there worth 100 million euro, but to, 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 to see what this team has done on the field and the way they have done it and the way they have presented themselves and how they have gone about their business, to me, is a model for any other team, not just in Serie A and not just for women. But I think for men as well. I mean, they have I mean, Gloria Marinelli is 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 the anchor of the team. But they are able to spread the ball around. They have de- just demolished, just absolutely made their opponents look foolish. And in all honesty, I don't care that Juventus's women played in front of a record crowd of, what, 15,000 people, which is just sad. It's yeah. sad when you tout that. It is just sad when you say it's a record number of people and it's 15,000 people in, in, in Juventus' stadium. I don't, I don't think that's bragging. I, to me, I think that's pitiful. I don't understand why more people don't go out and, and support this and, and, and say, wow, this is actually a really good product. And not, not all the teams are great, okay? There are some dogs in, in, in Serie A and in Serie B when it comes to women's football. There are some dogs. There are some teams that you wonder, why are you even here? But when you see a team like Inter take the pitch, to me, I kind of get amped about that. I kind of get excited about that because of how good they are. And, 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 and I'm excited to see what they do in Serie A next season with this same group of women. Cause I think they, their potential is, is limitless. And, and, and I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know if any of them listen, but, uh, or if anyone with a club listens, but if they do kudos hats off what they have done in, in, in 17 matches in their infancy, is something the likes of which has probably not been seen on any level anywhere else. And, and, and they are to be commended. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, took, I took a lot of time to talk about that, but I don't care. Uh, they, they are to be commended for what they've done, and I think it is a travesty that we, that we go and not take notice uh, of what ASD uh, has done on the pitch. So there's one rant. Now I'm going to move on to my second rant. <laughs> and this is all I, I know. I, I warned you. I, I warned you at a time it was happening. I, I, I posted an article up today, an editorial about uh, uh, about the issues between Luciano Spalletti and, and Mauro Icardi. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. It, it, it makes, you know, as, as an Inter fan, uh, as a site manager for a, 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 a site that covers Inter Milan, uh, you know, I, I hurt. I don't think there's any other way to say it. I think, and and I, I may be I may be in a minority, uh, but 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 honestly, what I see not on our site, and 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 I, I do want to. I did it. I did it in the piece. I want to do it here. The the, the community of Serpents of Matadina is a great community. Um, I don't know how many there are. I know that we you know we get tons of comments on stories and and, and things like that, which is great. Um, so I I don't know how many people are active members of the community, and it doesn't matter. 
the fact is, is that those people that are active have conducted themselves accordingly when faced with drama, the likes of which we've seen over the last two months. And they are to be commended for that. Um, because I've seen other sites, I've seen other, uh, you know, either Italian sites or, 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 or English sites that, that have, 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 have followed the, the drama b- between Accardi, the club and, and Spalletti, uh, a, a lot more than we have, uh, and their comments have been vitriolic. I, I mean, it is, it has been reminiscent of the political division that we have here in the United States between red and blue. And it's sickening. It's disturbing. And, and, and I hurt for that. I, I think that is that is not what this club represents. Um, and, 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 and the blame is very, very simple. The blame is on Mauro Icardi. The blame is on Luciano Spalletti. The blame is on the club. And the blame is on, uh, you know, we, the media, who continue to perpetuate and give headlines yes. to this ridiculous FDFS. drama. Yes. And, 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 and it's, it's our fault. And, and and some people have asked me, well, you know, Matt, why don't you cover it anymore? And, and the reason is very simple. First off, there's only so many ways you can tell this story that doesn't just become sickening and repetitive. So yeah. I, 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 I find it better to focus my uh, my attention and the attention of, of, of this community on, on other things related to the club, because there's plenty of other things to talk about. Absolutely. This just happens to be the one that dominates the headlines, not only in Italy, but in England and, and, and in Sweden and in, and in, in, in any, anywhere that has... Uh, an Inter Milan following, an Inter Milan site, uh, anything like that. This has been the dominant thing, whether it's rehashing quotes from Italian media from players who aren't even playing anymore uh, on what they think of the situation, which to me, I, I honestly don't care. Uh, it, 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 great. I mean, you, yes, it should have been handled this way. Thank you for the no duh uh, you know, <laughs> comment that is, that is spurred into five paragraphs. That exactly. I don't really don't really make a difference to me. I, I really don't care about that. And that's just me. That That's just my my personality and how I look at things. Um, but but. But what it has done is it has turned this community, the, the Inter Milan community as a whole, not the Serpents community, but the entire community as a whole, it has turned it on its heel and it has made us battle each other over what we think is right. And and, and opinions are great. And I am a a, a, a big proponent of, of everyone expressing your opinion and saying what you think and being open and honest about it. I, I'm a huge proponent of that. I've been that way since I was a journalist and, and I will always be that way. However, when 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 one side calls another side stupid for not believing that this is the way the things should be done, that's when we have a problem. That's when we have that's when we have developed a situation that we should not have to endure. And and, and you know you've got over the weekend after the Lazio match what Spalletti said when he rattled off about twenty lawyers and and this that and the other. I mean, come on, man, are you kidding me? Are you serious? What, are you eight? Is this is this a middle school playground? Are you exactly. kidding me? I mean, th- this is just pathetic. It is absolutely sad that we have dwindled our season down to these two lo- yokels who have nothing better to do but than to fire shots back and forth at each other. And and whether it's a, a, a Cardi not doing it directly, but he's doing it through his wife and Spalletti doing it outwardly, I, I don't care. The fact is, is this has become a, a, a consummate part of our discussion on a daily basis. And it quite honestly sickens me. It, it, it infuriates me as a fan. It infuriates me as, as, as a member of the community, of the inter community. And quite honestly, I'm tired of it. I have, I have reached my end. I have reached the end of where, uh, of, of my tolerance of this to me. Accardi is out at the end of the year. Spalletti is out at the end of the year. If for no other reason than the fact that you carry on this dramatic BS that has no business in, in, in you know being aired out in the public, 
None whatsoever. The way that these two these two people have acted is deplorable and is disgusting, and is and and is and it just says more about their attention to the name on the back of the shirt as opposed to the attention being focused on the name on the front of the shirt. Exactly. And that, to me, as a fan, is disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. And I've had enough. I, 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 I'm done. I, I've had enough of it. These two should both be gone. I don't care if, if no other player goes. I don't care if Yvonne Perisic stays. I don't care if, if Cedric Suarez stays. I don't care. At this point, so long as Mario Icardi is out and playing somewhere else, and as long as Luciano Spalletti is managing in Serie C somewhere, I don't care. Those are the only two stipulations I have at this point for this club. Bravo. It, I, it, 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 it's time to be done with it. It's time to wash our hands of it. It's, we, ha we, have, we are in the midst of a Champions League battle. We are in the midst of trying to qualify for the world's pinnacle in terms of football tournaments. We are in the, and, and by, our position is by no means secure. I mean, thank you, Sassuolo, for your help this weekend, but we didn't do ourselves any favors by dropping three points to Lazio. Exactly. So we are, we, we are by no means safe. Our position is by no means secure. And we've got there, – there is what, eight, point, eight points differentiating between Inter Milan in third and, and Torino in ninth. Exactly. So you mean, to t you mean to tell me that we should be feeling secure about ourselves right now? Absolutely not. Our attention should be focused on each match as they come and go. Our attention now should be on Genoa. Hands down, it should be on getting three points, going on the road, beating Genoa, and taking care of business. Not this garbage between Accardi and Spalletti and the club and all that. Where's Steven Zhang? Get back from China and settle this. Be done. Say, look, I'm not having any more of this. You are the president of this club. It is your job to come in and say, look, I have had enough. I have had enough of this. I am paying you money. You either play or you're out. Spalletti, you either focus on the pitch and improve your tactics or get out. We'll find a caretaker manager at this point. I really don't care. And Lautaro Martinez can come back when he's healthy, or we'll play with Keita Balde as a center. I don't care. It needs to be done. It needs to be finished. It, and, and Steven Zhang and Jindao Zhang need to, need, Zhang need to come in and say, look, this is enough. This is hurting our business. If you want to take it, if you want to circle back to a conversation we had before the break about business and, and how you operate and how you generate profits and how you and how you operate a club smartly, then what's going on right now is far from it. What is going on now is only generating stupid headlines across Italian media and everywhere else. And it's making us look silly. And this is not the inter club from the 90s, from the early 2000s that dominated. That was that was a force to be reckoned with. This is not the treble team that that put the fear in the boots of anyone they played. I don't care if you were Juventus, if you were Napoli, if you were Lazio, if you were Empoli, if you were, I don't care who you were. You feared the day you had to take on Inter Milan. You yes. absolutely feared it. It, 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 you had, you were in, you were, you were beaten before the match because you were so scared about having to play him. And now we're not even close to that. Now we're a laughing stock. The daily headlines are sickening. They are disturbing, and it's something new every day. Wanda Nara goes back on Tiki Taka and has to make a big thing. S shut up! Be done! You, this, stop. You are not doing anyone any favors, least of all your product, a.k.a. your husband. Because if you think for one minute that anyone's going to come in and swoop and pay 100 million euro for Mario Cardi at this point, you're Forget out of your it. mind. Yeah, You are out of your mind. 
Real Madrid may come in and say, yeah, how about 35 million? We might give you that because that's what he's worth. That's More what he's worth right now. Imagine, uh, uh, imagine, Matt, in a perfect world, imagine if Spalletti went out because he likes to talk at, in the media. If Spalletti goes out and say, you know what? I take my full responsibility for my my part of this problem, and I will, I will, uh, I will apologize to everyone for this, and I will move. Forward. I would love him for it. I would love him for it. <laughs> I would respect Icardi, him, and, and I would Icardi, love him for it. And Icardi goes out to his, uh, you know, to his pla- on his platforms and says exactly sa- uh, uh, the same thing. Imagine, imagine what will happen then. You know what's, you know what? I'm sitting. I- I've been sitting here for a couple of minutes now, and just listen to you talk about this and all i've done is actually nod my head and you know nobody actually gains something from this everybody actually loses from this because icardia hasn't gained anything spalletti has definitely not gained anything he actually lost like if he took one step forward he probably took like 40 steps back Inter- if, he, if, he, if he focuses much attention on his gameplay and his style as he did on what comments he's going to make to Sky uh, Sky Italia or to, or to anyone else. Can you imagine? I mean, if he focused that much attention on that, I mean, to me, that just tells me that he's not, he, he's more focused on these outside situations than he is on the game. And, and my thought is, is that's not what you're paid for. You're not paid to be a spokesperson. You're paid to manage a team. You're paid to put the, to put the best product on the field that you possibly can with the best 11 players you have at your disposal and using your subs as you see fit. That's your job. Your job is not to come out and lamb blast your 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 striker and talk about 20 lawyers and Wanda Nara and all the leave that to us. Leave that to us the so-called pundits of of Italian football and of Inter Milan. We'll, we'll talk about that. That's that's, yeah. what, that's what that's what we can do. That's not your job. Mauro Icardi, your job is not to be a petulant little schoolboy hurt over, uh, you know, hurt over the fact that you lost the captain's armband for good reason. Exactly. Your job is to, your job is to get yourself back on the pitch and play like a player, play like a world class player that you think you are. If that's what you think you are, then you need to show it. And you're not. And to me, neither one of them are acting to the level of which they should be. And they both should be gone. They're not representative of Inter Milan football by any stretch. And if you're not representative of it, get out. Be done. I would much I would much rather suffer through an injury prone Rafinha Alcantara because that guy loved wearing the shirt. He has that guy on. that guy loved coming out on the pitch day in and day out and representing the crest. Matteo Politano, no different. He wants to be redeemed. He does not want to go back to where he is because he loves playing for Inter. That's the kind of thing I want to see. I don't care if you're I don't care if you're worth a hundred million or if you're worth one million. That is the kind of character I want to see. I want to see the emotion of Milan Skriniar. You know, he's 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 a four to five million dollar a year player, and he should be paid that way. If for nothing else, the fact that he respects the crest on the front of the shirt more than he does the name on the back, and he plays like it. He plays with emotion. He plays with intensity. He plays fired up. I I can forgive bad games. I can forgive bad matches Absolutely. for players that show that kind of heart. I will Everybody take that kind of heart. Bad games. Everybody has bad games. It's, it's, it's I, normal. It's nothing. It's it's nothing to be like people. People get so caught up in this. You know, he has he he had a very very bad game, and they go on a rant, and you know they blame everybody plays the blame game. You know, everybody has bad games. That's not the problem. It's like you said. The problem is you know everybody's everybody is like. 
acting like small children. Nobody takes responsibility. Like everybody's running around on media and telling people this stuff. Like it's it's even worse than when I went to middle school. Even then, like we had some type of honor, like in the schoolyard. Like we we kept it between us guys. Like even the- and then after and then after you settled it, it was done. Yeah, that was it. you moved on. You moved on. on. And, and, and and here's something else. I, I heard this somewhere. This was many, many years ago, and it could have been from a movie. It could have been from news. I don't even remember. But back in the 80s and, and even into the 90s, uh, the Jap- it, it, it was a comparison between Japanese business and American business. And, and back in, in this time, the Japanese Japanese businesses were just killing it. They were they they were expanding. They were paying their employees. They were they were doing all the things right and making their business successful. And, and and someone asked a, a, an expert. I don't I don't even know who it was or what it was. And like I said, it could have been a movie for all I know. I was I was young at the time. Um, but someone asked, you know, why are the Japanese so much more so much better at business than Americans? And the person responded and said something that has stuck with me to this day. And that is one thing the Japanese business owners do that American business owners don't do is when there's a problem, they don't point fingers. They don't play the blame game. They focus on the solution not the source of the problem. And, and that is why, whereas American business, it's always about, well, it's that person's fault, it's that person's fault, it's that person's fault, it's this person's fault. And instead of spending that time focusing on trying to find a, a solution and making things better, they're spending more time pointing fingers. And that's exactly what we see here with Inter, is that now you see you have a club that's busy pointing fingers at each other, or at least two components of the team pointing fingers at each other. Unfortunately, those two components happen to be the driving forces of this team and, and, <laughs> exactly. and, and, are, and, and, and are creating havoc for everyone involved. Exactly. The, the reason why some teams are more successful in the face of adversity as opposed to others is because the teams that are more successful are focusing much more on how to fix the problem and not on pointing fingers on whose fault it is. And I'm at the point now, I don't care whose fault it is. I don't care if it's Mauro Icardi's fault. I don't care if it's Wanda Nara's fault. I don't care if it's Luciano Spalletti's fault. I don't care if it's Steven Zhang's fault. I don't care. I really don't care. The protagonists of this whole thing are very simple. There's three of them. There's Luciano Spalletti, there's Mauro Icardi, and there's Wanda Nara. All three of them need to go. End of story. And if Steven Zhang wants to assert himself as a dominant owner, not only in Serie A football, but in European football, he gets himself on a plane, flies back from China, comes to Milan, and the it first thing he does is fall down and says, that's it. No more. You comment to the media one more time, I will sanction you, I will fine you, and then I will fire you. That's how a business is run. That's how a business does it. When you have people that are, that are not not handling themselves in the best interest of the club or the business, you sit them down, you give them a warning. This is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're not supposed to do again. And if you do it again, I'm going to fire you. You're out. You're out of a job. No more paycheck, no more nothing. And that's what Steven Zhang needs to come in and do. Or either that or Beppe Marotta or, or, or who, I, I don't care who I'll do it. I will, I will catch a flight to Milan. I'll do it in really poor Italian. <laughs> or I'll just do it. I'll just do it in English, and I'm sure I'll get they'll get the point across. Yep. But the fact of the matter is, is that that's what a CEO, that's what a president of a company does. You, know, you worry about the shares, you worry about all that. Yeah, you worry about that. But when you have dysfunctional components of your business that are affecting the entire model, uh, you know, together, mm-hmm. then you sit those components down. And you say, look, here's how we're going to fix it. You're going to shut up. You're going to play, and you're going to shut up, or you're all gone. 
Matt, and I'm not going to wait till summer to do it. You're out now. <laughs> Matt, do you know what this reminds me of? Do you, did you, did you, uh, do you watch the newsroom, that, that series that, that is on television or you used to be? I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, rem sure. I remember a scene where there was sitting. Uh, I think it was a bunch of college students uh, in the room. Yeah, uh, America's <laughs> not the greatest country anymore. Yeah, and and, and the last thing he, he said was uh, was that you know, the the first solution to solving any problem is to actually acknowledge that there is a problem, and actually, right. and and that that statement is so real in this case, like you know. Nobody like takes responsibility. Responsibility. Everybody just wants to cover their own behind. So, so, so like everybody plays the blame game. No, you know he he can't play because um, um, he has done such and such, and uh, and and uh, he 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 doesn't train good, or you know he was called up and didn't come, and and the other one says that well I have an injury, but you don't, and uh, well. I don't have the captaincy and, and uh, so on. I don't so care. Fix it. Exactly. Fix it. Exactly. I don't want to hear about it. I don't care if Raja Nangalang shows up to training late. I don't need to hear about that. The fact of the matter is, is he's, he, he didn't play. He was suspended. And now he's going to fix it. That's it. That's all I care about. That's, that's all I care about. If Mario Icardi's not going to play because of a knee injury, great. Fix it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about his training habits. I don't care about any of that. That stuff is, number one, it's not newsworthy at all. It's, it's just not. I mean, because most fans... It's it's fodder for about five minutes. Then it's gone. When yeah. it comes right down to when, when it comes right down to it, it's it's about what are we doing on the pitch? What are we doing on Saturdays, Sundays, <laughs> and Wednesdays that matter? That's what fans want to know about. That's what we're going to talk about. And anything beyond that is just drama. Yep, and that's all it is. And and, and you know, with with Raja Nangolan and and his his antics with Roma. Roma didn't come out and say, "Oh well, Nangolan's an alcoholic party animal and and no, he's he's a loser." They didn't come out and say that. The they said, "Okay, he, he he's suspended. That's it. He's suspended uh, for violating cl club policy. That's, That's it. it. That's it." And then he fixed it. Then he fixed it, and he got transferred. End of story. Done. <laughs> and he came to That's Inter, all. and everything just lashes out. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 but 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 to me, I, you know, I, I guess I'll close in, in in using the newsroom as a piggyback here, and that. Inter is not the greatest club in Italy anymore. <laughs> and it certainly is not the greatest club in Europe anymore in terms of its on-pitch performance. Exactly. That is now, true. To, 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 to me, Inter will always be the best club in Europe. It will always be the best club in the world. Yep. But as far as the pitch is concerned, we're not. No. However, however, we certainly can be. Yeah. We have been. And, 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 and it's going to take steps to do it. And it's going to take steps more immediate than waiting till the summer to to make that happen, and 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 if it doesn't happen, then I I I feel sorry for the fans. I feel sorry for us because we'll have to continue to endure this mindless garbage day in and day out. And eventually, it's going to come to a point where fans are going to be tired of it, and 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 fans are going to stop watching. They'll still be fans. But they're going to stop. They're going to they're going to stop watching. They're going to stop reading. They're going to stop looking at the headlines because it's tiresome, and something needs so something needs to be done now. And and that and that was my second rant, uh, <laughs> if you will. Um, awesome. You know, I, I do want I do want to touch very very briefly on Genoa. Uh, you know, uh, the match coming up on Wednesday. Uh, Inter needs to rebound, uh, and, and there's no there, there's no question about that. Right now, uh, if I if I if I look at the standings, uh, Genoa is in eleventh uh, on thirty three points. 
Uh, not a great team by any stretch of the imagination. But again, I always hesitate to say this is a team that Inter should beat because, well, Lazio was a team that Inter should have beaten, and they didn't. Uh, you know, so so they, they but Inter Inter needs the win. Uh, they are two points up on Milan in third. Uh, Lazio and Atalanta are are both in in fifth and sixth respectively on forty eight points. Roma on forty seven. Then you have Sampdoria and Torino on 45 points in 8th and ninth, respectively. So you've got a very, very tight race for these last two Champions League spots. And like I said at the Open, our, our position is, is, is not secure by any stretch of the imagination because two, a, a two-game slip-up and, and a nice run by a team like Atalanta or Sampdoria, and, and, and this, the, the, the whole complexity changes. There are eight points separating third from ninth. And and there's still plenty of matches to go. And if you think that Inter is secure, you're kidding yourself. So, without getting into too much technical, uh, you know, about it, Genoa, you know, just to say that that their goal differential is actually horrible for the position they sit in. Their goal differential is minus ten, and they're in eleventh. If that doesn't tell you anything about the state of Serie A football right now, I don't know what does. Uh, <laughs> they, they 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 they've they their 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 offense a whopping. Uh, 34 goals. Uh, they've given up 44. Um, honestly, I haven't done enough research to tell you who's in or out. Uh, I think Latero Martinez is likely out uh, for, for the match. I think Stefan de Vrij is questionable. Uh, theoretically, Mauro Icardi is supposed to be back, but who knows? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not counting my chickens before they're hatched with that. Uh, so we could very well come out with the same setup we did against Lazio and have Keita Balde come in and, and, and run things from the point, which, you know, I, I love Keita Balde. I love the kid. I really do. I think he's you got know, a lot of spirit and I think he's got a lot of heart. But when you put him, you're not you're not setting him up for success when you put him in a position he doesn't normally play. Some of these that was the that's the thing. Some one of these days he's actually gonna it's it's gonna get unlocked for him and he's gonna start scoring. Just watch and see. Are we are you sure about Lautaro Martinez that he's not gonna play? I'm I, I'm not. I just the, the latest I've seen is that he's very he's questionable and probably doubtful. Okay. Um, I, but, but then again, I, you know, I, I, I it, things could change. I mean, it's, it's two days before the match. Uh, anything's possible. I mean, they may reevaluate him tomorrow and say he's good to go. Who knows? I, I don't know. Um, you know, it, it could be the same for Stefan DeVry. I think he's like, well, he's good to go. He's fine. I'm less concerned about our defense than I am about our offense anyway. So, exactly. uh, yeah. and, 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 and flip a coin as far as the central midfield is concerned, because I have no idea what Spalletti's going to roll out. I don't know if it's going to be a strong midfield like it can be, or if it's going to be a lame midfield like it has been. I have no idea. I don't know what he's going to do. I would like to say it's Vecino, possibly Jean Mario, uh, and Marcelo Brozovic in the center, but and, and, and Nangolan coming on as a sub, or vice versa with 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 Jean Mario. But I, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, that match is coming up, I believe, two thirty p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. Uh, and then following that, I'm looking at the schedule real quick. That is, um, that is match day 30, uh, match day 31, uh, will be on Sunday yes. when Inter will be back at home. They'll take on Atalanta, which will be another huge match for the Nero oh Zuri. God. Uh, that'll be a, a, a noon Eastern kickoff, uh, on Sunday. Uh, and then if you're planning ahead and I know some people have asked me to do it, so I will, uh, match day 32 is uh, will be following that on Sunday the 14th. Uh, Inter will uh, travel to the 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 depths of who knows what when they take on the powerhouse that is Frozen None <laughs> at 2:30 p.m. Uh, at 2:30 p.m. 
uh, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on the 14th. So we've got Genoa on Wednesday at 2.30. Uh, and then following that, we'll have a Sunday matchup with Atalanta at noon on Sunday the, four, the 7th. And then uh, the next match after that will be Frozenone uh, on Sunday the 14th at Frozenone. Kickoff will be at 2.30. Uh, just in case you're wondering, Lazio does have a game in hand. Uh, they will play that match against uh, Udinese at, at home on uh, on the 17th then everything will be all caught up and we'll have a much better picture as to where things stand but Lazio is in fifth with a game in hand so that is one thing to to bear in mind and, and then and then Inter will enter their uh the death throes of their of their season uh when they uh, will host Roma on the 20th uh Juventus on the 27th uh and then they will have Udinese on the 5th of May uh, and then they close things out with uh, Kievo, uh, Kievo on the twelfth, uh, and then oh, yeah. uh, they will, yeah. and then they'll have Napoli on the nineteenth, and the final game of the season will be Empoli on the twenty sixth. So that is a look ahead of what uh, of what we have in terms of schedule. Uh, I'm I'm going to leave it at that. I know we didn't get into a whole lot in terms of Genoa, and I apologize for that. Uh, but we will have a preview up hopefully tomorrow evening, Tuesday evening, on SerpentsOfMadadina.com. Uh, Sam, any, any last, uh, real briefly, a few seconds, any last, any parting wisdom for, uh, for the listeners today? Yes, we're going to win against Genoa. Icardi will be back soon and he will score and everything will be forgotten. Just watch and see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I love your optimism. That is, that is phenomenal. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm Matt Clark. He is Sam Poor, and, uh, this is, uh, the Serpents of Inter podcast for up-to-date news and information that may not include Mario Icardi and Luciano Spalletti going back and forth with each other. Make sure you log in to serpentsofmatadina.com. You can check out this podcast. Uh, you can listen to it on Google, on iTunes, on Spotify, and on Stitcher. By all means, listen, leave us a comment. We, uh, we'd be more than happy to, uh, to Best see what questions. everyone has to say. Absolutely. And if there's uh, if there's something you want us to talk about, uh, leave us uh, leave us a note. We've got some great things coming up uh, in terms of other things we're going to be pushing out. I, I, I will tease them just a little bit. Uh, we're going to have a, a vlog uh, that will come a video blog that may be coming out here soon. So look yes. forward to that. Uh, a, a mini podcast, which will be about four or five minutes uh, that we may be uh, releasing here as well. So many more things on the horizon for Serpents of Matadina and Sir, the Serpents of Inner podcast. So, Sam, uh, thanks for joining. And uh, we'll look forward to talking with you here very, very soon. And Forza Inter. Forza Inter. Il gioco di gambe. Guaragna al fondo. Il cross. Egan! 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 Dabro! 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 Vale ancora dentro l'area di rigore. C'è un mischione. Nangolan! Egan! 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 Il Nigia! Jump, 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 jump! Al 32! The Serpents of Inter podcast is brought to you on the SB Nation Network. For more information and to check out all Inter Milan news all the time, make sure to log on to serpentsofmadadina.com. Serpents of Madadina.com.